episode 79 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast's Bladder Chatter, our fortnightly installation where we discuss some of our favourite films. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, fucking love it. Uh, this episode comes out the weekend, the Tuesday after Christmas, so I hope everybody had a very merry Christmas. I love eggnog. Yep. I love it heaps. Yeah. Um, but me with my dietary things, I have to always find, you know, ways I can still drink it by making these ghastly concoctions of non, no sugar and <laughs> eggnog. I still do it each year. It usually ends up turning to custard though. Yeah. I just say just drink some custard. Nah. Um, so yeah, it's Christmassy. Yeah. Christmas. Uh, um, I, I mean, personally, we usually let you know what we've been up to this last couple of weeks, but uh, Dan and I both work retail. So... We just had a normal li- power week. Oh, I've just been inundated in just everything. So I'm like a hermit right now. Do you remember the first time you worked out that Father Christmas wasn't real? I don't. Like we were having this conversation and I I honestly don't. I don't have a lot of memories. Uh, I don't know why. I just don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. So just... Like, I couldn't even remember, like, some of the grail Christmas presents I would have received as a kid. I had to ask my mum, and she kind of couldn't even remember either. But, so I have no idea when I either stopped believing in Santa or found out he wasn't real. Um, if you've got kids that are listening to this, Santa's real, guys. Um, no kids are supposed to listen to this show. No. Um, mine was quite early. I think it was around, I was in, like, year three. Mm. I was already questioning it. I remember going, it doesn't really make sense that he can do everything in a night and get into houses and leave. And then, like, I remember uh, I woke up on Christmas night, whatever, you know, when my parents used to wrap all the presents on that night, which is crazy. And um, I went, got up and I went down and I saw my parents, like, wrapping all the the presents up and there was, like, a bike there. Yeah. And my mum got up and said, oh, you're just asleep. You're just having a dream. Like, you know, you're doing all that. I can remember this. Yeah. And I thought to myself, hang on, you guys have put all this stuff here. Uh, <laughs> and the no. next morning I, I remember playing along. I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then I like got in massive amounts of trouble because like that year we went to like my cousin's house and I just told him flat out, <laughs> flat out that it's not real. And like my auntie was so pissed off at me. Like, uh. And yeah, that's one of my that's one of my Christmas memories. Most of my memories are just like getting video games, and you know, we got the I think I got the ColecoVision, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, it was just always like you know, go down there, look at the presents, size them up in your head, or exactly what's in each one because you know what boxes are what when you're yeah. a kid and stuff like that. Yeah, I always used to know what the NES games looked like, their yeah. exact dimensions. So I could tell if it was a NES game. <laughs> That's all I cared about when I was younger, just getting video games. They were like, to me, it just seemed like, you know, I guess some kids love books and that. It's yeah. like a world, like anything can happen. That's what games are like to me. I, was, I remember my mum bought me a bunch of horror movies one year and it was that was great. And then I spent Christmas Day watching horror movies. Yeah. I can't remember what they were, but I remember that. Nice. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, well, this week uh, we are going to be closing out the year with uh, the last episode talking about just some of our highlights from 2021. Um, like not necessarily show related, just anything we've been watching. Horror related. Yeah, horror related. Because obviously we don't watch films that are new out this year because like we're a spoiler cast, but we don't want to spoil, spoil, spoil all these really cool films that have come out this year. So That is true. And um, so we're not just going to go through our favorite episode 
We yeah. can talk about some of the films in our episodes, mm. but um, which we have not. Yes, we have one of them. No. Yeah, we haven't. We, this is all new content. So mm. we do do horror stuff apart from, you know, the episode, the, the movies that we watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of time to read, so my pile of books and comics is huge, um, but I listen to a lot of content and I watch a bunch of other stuff nice, year-round. Nice. So, so. Um, well, I'll start off. So yeah. horror, horror vibes this year, so I'm going to start with a film that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, was Willy's Wonderland. Oh, yes. Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. What a fucking loose unit. Oh, he's great. Yeah, like, because he went through a stage where no one liked him, I think. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, there was like a small window where he was just like, what the hell is with this guy? And then he embraced that craziness. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I like, think kind once... of like what Goldblum did. Like, he's just embraced yeah. this ridiculousness of himself. And I feel that it's made him more successful because of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, the crazy face, the bees, you know, <laughs> like, he's, he, he's overacting and yeah. all that shit. And then, like, and then he's just come full circle around. He's like, I'm just going to do all the films I want to fucking do. Like, yeah. I don't care if anyone wants to. And he's done some really weird avant-garde arty films and also some really rad ones like fucking like the color of of what was it called the color out of space or something color of the color of space yeah or, yeah, yeah color out of space and uh, mandy and um mandy's a good one yeah and then this one came along willie's wonderland which uh which i think is a direct copy of another film um the, the, uh, the it's so this, splits yeah so the banana splits film came out i think the year before it's very similar vibe um so everyone who remembers the banana splits from like the 70s or 60s or 70s. Um, but this is basically Nicolas Cage in a non-dialogue role as well. He does not speak. Does he not speak in the whole film? No. Oh, fuck yeah. I forgot about he that. He does not speak in this whole film. So he basically like... Everyone just talks around him and just basically says yeah. his lines for and him. And he's just standing there being yeah. Nicolas Cage. So the the premise of the film is that like... There is like a, a Five Nights at Freddy's place, you know, yep. the, the creepy things that are killing people. It's basically Five Nights at Freddy. And he has to stay in it, just like in Five Nights at Freddy, overnight and clean. and clean the place. And he gets put in there. He kind of gets blackmailed into doing this. Yeah. But he's, a very, he's got a very strong work ethic. So he does it. He goes in there. And you think the film is going to be about, like, these monsters attacking him, which it is. But the real what is about this film is him. He yep. is the main focus of this film like his character so he it's really apart from the fact he never says any lines of dialogue um he is just the hardest like craziest character ever like he's unstoppable yeah basically so it's basically an evil force meeting an unstoppable human force which they're not ready for like these monsters are like ready for the like how crazy this guy is and he has this weird work ethic where he has he you know he goes I'm gonna work even when the horror breaks out and yeah. things start attacking him he still it continues to clean yeah well even then as well because he it, sets a timer on his watch for so breaks for breaks for smokos for so for pinball and beers pinball no they're not beers they're like, they? they're energy drinks are they yeah I thought they were beers no they're like this grape flavored and en- so he doesn't drink either oh so yeah that's what makes it weird and yeah, like he's right. all about he's like he's got a six pack. Of these energy drinks, so he has six breaks. Yeah. And no matter what is happening in the film, when his watch goes off, he stops. Yeah. Walks out the room, and has his break. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's right in the middle of a fight. It doesn't matter if someone, you know, he's trying to save someone and they're about to die. 
Yeah, he, he stops just stops. And goes and plays pinball. He plays pinball. We get these amazing dance scenes of him, like, dancing and playing pinball as well. Yeah, and the more I think... Like, when I watched the film, I was like, it got to the end, I'm like, did I like that? Yeah. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, see, I got to the end of the film and, well, I got, like, oh, the whole way through the film and I'm like, I fucking love this film. This film is great. And then we get to the end of the film and Liz just turns to me and she... I hate that film. I love that film. Yeah, it was a. It's a weird film. But I like it is, jumped online. It's, it's it's textbook cage. And there's that new film he's in at the moment. Like, which one? The one where it's called like you know the something with extreme talent or whatever. whatever. Oh yeah, where he plays himself. He plays himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's like you know, that's you know when people go going around the full loop train like yeah. you know in like Jean Claude Van Damme that film. <laughs> yeah. It's called, was it JKVD? Yep. Like, yeah. Anyhow, that was my first thing. Yeah. No, well, that that was a fun, that was was such a fun film. Like, I jumped online pretty much as soon as the film finished to see if I could find a Willy's Wonderland shirt. And I didn't want just a shitty one from Redbubble. I wanted an actual official one. They'd sold out immediately. So I had to live my life. Is it just like the the shirt he wears that he puts on because his shirts get dirty? He just puts on the merch? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was so good. Um, All right. Well, I will jump into one of mine. So one of my highlights for this year is a film that has divided a lot of people. Uh, Malignant. So you started watching this film, but you stopped. And I, I regret stopping because I heard it's got a crazy funny ending and it yep. makes the whole film worth watching. The whole film is worth that watching. That is a risk. It is a risk. So this is very 90s. Like this is a very 90s vibe to it. And then it just it, sort it, of... Pre- it's, a, it's a homage to the 90s horror film telling, but that's not a good thing. But it is because it's, it's like aware of ghosts. what it's doing. So the fact that like she goes to this place in the middle of nowhere... Which is insane. It's done on purpose. So this film is very tongue-in-cheek. It knows what it's doing. It knows that it's referencing this period of time, but it's just doing it in a way that you kind of don't realise. It has so, a very, very 2021 reveal, like yeah. real intricate, ridiculous, uh, yeah, we're not going to spoil what happens. But. No, no, no. It's still very new and I 100% reckon everyone should watch it. So basically this woman... Don't be um, put off by its shitness either. <laughs> It's not shit. It's so good. It opens in a mental asylum You've got to, to new metal music. To new metal music. It's basically the opening to House on Haunted Hill, yeah. essentially. But you've got amazing fucking fight scenes. You've got great gore, great concepts, and then you've also got... Um, Mystery. Compound fractures. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Down there are compound fractures, and you miss them because you turned it off. I'll keep on meaning to go see it, uh, watch it again, but I haven't. Um... Yeah, and but there like there's the scenes in it that I couldn't get through like the dialogue. Yeah, the, like the bit where she it's just meant like, to be like that though. The the I'm an orphan. <laughs> like just that scene, you yeah. know, where you go. How would you know you're an orphan, but your family doesn't? Oh, oh, <laughs> shit! How did you find out? I didn't know. It's crazy. Well, there were some really good, like, even some spooky high-tension scenes in that. So there was, like, a particular scene. Because um, I, I tend to go and watch these films by myself in another room. There's, like, an evil scientist. Liz, yeah. Oh, there's always got to be an evil scientist. So Liz doesn't really like horror films. She walked in at a time and she kind of just looked at the screen and just, like, nope, turn around and walk straight back out again. <laughs> like, you know, so there's little bits here and there. It had a very eerie vibe. It's funny. It just had everything you want. And, of course, like, James Wan did this so anything he's got conjuring money he can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah so it's it's him oh was it con- conjuring money man yeah because he wanted to do a film he said that no one's ever seen mm. like a, a concept and like 
three quarters of the way in, I was like, this is a concept I've seen. But then when I found out what happened at the end, I'm like, yeah, that is not a concept I've ever seen. <laughs> but, yep. I wish I can't. Yeah, I should have watched you it. just have another That's check a, it out again. So a lot of people are divided because they're like, I like this film, but I don't think I liked it, but I think I liked it. And then there's just a bunch of people out there that straight up are going, this is shit. <laughs> it's kind of like what I thought about um, Relic. Yep. But see, it had the same feelings as Relic to me. Like Relic yeah. feels like a 90s film to me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But a bit more serious, a bit sadder. But yeah. But now that I think about Relic, I think I like it a lot more than the first time I saw it around. I just don't think I was smart enough to appreciate it at the time. It happens. Um, also, this year, video games. I love fucking video games. I love my fucking horror video games. Yeah, you uh, do. And I got some of the best this year. I got fucking Resident Evil Village, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Res-, Res 7. Yep. Following Res... No. Res 8. It's Res 8, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Res 7 was good as well, but that didn't happen this year. Um this game. You played this, didn't you? I did. So I, I usually, there's usually one, maybe two video games a year that I play and I get real into it and I spend, I just, a lot of all. time and energy goes into it. This was that game for this year. Good game. That's great. Like, it's almost great. like an, it's almost like a 90s fucking horror film. Yeah. Thing. Like it's so, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so flamboyant. It's so over the top. It's like the characters are just, you know, like, so if you can remember, if, if you play Resident Evil 7, you know, you've got the family that you have to beat kind of thing. In this one, they give you like five or six more new characters, but they are so not just a family. They are all there's these ridiculous, like, outrageous characters, you know, like gigantic, tall, gargantuan vampires, like dudes that can control metal. Yeah. Uh, dudes that, uh, I can't remember. Basically like Ninja Scroll. It reminded <laughs> me of Ninja Scroll. You know, he has to fight the, the beasts and they're all like weird and different. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I got from the uh, Resi 8 or Res Village. And um, it wasn't as, there was not much fear in it. No, it's not it was. not scary as 7. No, not as scary as 7. Definitely not. But there was. A, not as good as 7 either. I think 7 no. was better, but this was real good. I, this wasn't as hard as 7. No. So, because I am someone, I don't play a lot of video games. So when I do, I don't want it to be overly hard because I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to turn it off and not pick it up again. Yeah. Um, but this one I found that I, I think there were only maybe one or two instances where I had to ask Liz to help me or like watch a thing on YouTube yeah, to how, tell me how, how to do, do it. How do this? Yeah. Did you do all the puzzle ones with the balls and get the extra weapon stuff? I think I missed a couple of them, but I did most of them. I liked those things, eh? See, I don't like puzzles. Stop fucking putting puzzles But it wasn't a puzzle. Games. It was like a cool thing that you'd do a ball down. That was fine. Yeah. But yeah, don't give me too many puzzles. Because there wasn't too just, many puzzles in I there, just, eh? No. Th- that was something that I... Because like, that was my one major complaint about Doom Eternal. Too many puzzles. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted Doom Eternal to be more like just serious Sam, where you're just yeah. running through. I'm not here to do your fucking puzzle. I am here to listen to heavy metal and shoot a bunch of fucking shit. Actually, serious Sam as well. That's, yeah. I should have mentioned that. That's a fucking great game. Not I've... much horror, but, but wicked. gratuitously violent. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Res, Res 8, Res Village, great horror game. There are some horrific scenes in it. The, the fucking baby shit. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? No, I've completely forgotten about that. The bit where there's a gigantic aborted fetus that comes down the hall. Oh at you. yes! Oh, that was insane. Oh that yeah, was, I'd, forgo- I'd forgotten about that one. And you knew something fucked was gonna happen. Yeah. It was so good. And it was like when it happened, I was like, 
I felt like Ash, you know, in Evil Dead where his hair goes grey. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> and then I didn't know where to run, so my characters ran into the wall and I died and got eaten. I got birthed. I got re- unbirthed. That but- was one of the, yeah, I did 100% did the Dan squeal because it came running at me and I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, shit, I'd forgotten about the creepy baby. No. Oh, no, now I've remembered. Yeah, that was wicked. I know. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. Well, another one for this year, because I don't like. I don't really want to go. Like, I saw Candyman. I saw Halloween Kills. They're mainstream. I don't really want to talk too much about them because you know that we saw them. You know how I feel about them. Uh, so another one that I really liked from this year was Jacob's Wife. So that one stars Barbara Crampton. Um, I think I talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah. Um, she's basically the wife of a preacher. She's very unhappy in the her wife marriage. Of a preacher man. Oh yeah. She's very kind of unhappy in her life. It's it's the same thing day in, day out. She's just kind of serving him. And then for some reason or another, she becomes a vampire. We're not talking like sexy Twilight vampire. We're talking kind of the Nosferatu, the, the teeth and the, you know, everything. So it's kind <laughs> whole, of about... The whole kit. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. So it's about her sort of reintegrating her new, powerful, very youthful energy feeling life into this marriage that is just going nowhere and him not understanding and him just being against everything because he's a preacher. You know anything's going to be good if it's got CM Punk in it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but this this film, like, it, I was a bit on the fence about it when I was first started watching it, but then the gore hits, the blood hits, and I was just sold completely. It's a good gore. It's good gore. It's great gore. A lot of blood, a lot of blood flowing, a lot of everything. Um, and it's funny. It is funny as well because once he figures out what's happening, he's kind of trying to help her and support her the best that he can. And it's kind of how they rekindle their marriage as well as trying to find this like head vampire that turned her so that they could kill it and maybe turn her back. So it's a good vampire film. It's a great vampire film. Yeah, they're far and few between in my opinion. Mm, It's true. This was, yeah, so Jacob's Wife was definitely a highlight of the year for me. Nice, nice. Um, what else did I discover this year? I discovered um, uh, on the internet, I, I, this is the year I discovered SCPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so secure, contain, protect. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know what SCP is, like, look it up. It's an internet site. It's a public uh, like message board kind of yeah, thing. You can contribute. Yeah, um, but it's under the guise of it's like a confidential government like reporting uh bulletin board kind of thing where yep. you know the the kind of the weird things in the world are reported on this thing and there are like six thousand of these like reports on there yep. that you can read um all of them involving like you know uh altered objects and stuff and this is the stuff that they uh they base that video game control on so yeah in control it's the bureau of control but in this, which is a blatant copy of like the SCP kind of thing, and in control, there's all the altered objects and cursed objects and stuff like that, and they're all basically homage or just lifted from this SCP website. You can go on there, yep, just pick one, and I love it. Like it's all written, like there's all sorts of redacted stuff in there as well, like so blacked out, like as if it's you know, you can't read that even if you can. And from SCP, there's been like so people stuff like you know Siren Head and like all these like. Uh, and I think even like creepy pasta and all that might I, I 
might have like come from SVP or vice versa it, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's all sort of inter interacts with each other. Um, there's also a podcast that you can listen to called SCP. I think it's by the Bloody Disgusting Network. I cannot remember. Just put it into Spotify. You'll find it. It's really good and it's really creepy as well because um, it's it's sort of presented as if it's someone like a scientist dictating on a, a thing about what's happening. You know, there's the stairs, the stairway episode. And yep. it's really good. It's 100% worth checking out maybe don't listen to it if you're driving in the dark in the middle of nowhere because it might creep you out a little bit too much but Ooh, really pretty, yeah yeah and it's a from scp there's been a whole bunch of video games there's been a whole bunch of movies whole bunch of memes whole bunch of everything basically anything horror usually on the internet is is nearly directly coming from this publicly run so the actual reports are just done by anyone yeah that's why there's so many of them they're all done in kind of the same style and stuff some of them are good some of them are long some of them are shitty some of them my are funny. favorite one is still is the mulch there's like an aggressive mulch <laughs> that if you if you don't look at it it appears in your lungs to kill sure. you and it originated it used to be a non-aggressive chair that <laughs> Um, if you were going to sit down and the chair wasn't behind you, it would appear behind you and you'd sit on it. But you'd never know that because you're just thinking you're sitting on the chair. And then one day it accidentally got um, mulched and it made it so angry it turned into the mulch. So instead of appearing underneath you as a chair, it appears in your lungs as mulch. It's <laughs> one of my so favourite ones. Oh, I love that. There's also another one which I actually read the other day where it's a samurai sword, which is shit. It's old, it's blunt, it's crap. Yeah. It doesn't have any cutting ability. But if you hold it, you feel like you get so much confidence and you feel like you are unbeatable and you can cut anything to the point where you will do things to injure yourself because you think you're an unstoppable dude with all the skills in the world. But you don't have oh, any of it. See, I'd like to see that adapted into like a TV series or a movie of some kind. Well, yeah. That would be really good because it's just this one guy just running around hurting yeah, himself. All of them are just like, he's really creative. Anyway, uh, SCP, it was saying I discovered this year. It's been around forever. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't looked into it. You'll be like, oh my God, this is so deep. There is so, it's such a rabbit hole if you want to get into it. And like I said, there's so many indie game developers and that's how I discovered it. I found, because I follow a lot of uh, indie horror websites yeah. uh, for games. This was one, and then, yeah, the letters SCP kept coming up. And some of the games are just like SCP-158. That's yep. just the name of the game. And I'm like, I'm like, why is that? And then I saw in the comments, oh, great, another SCP. And I'm like, what does this mean? And that's how I discovered it. So check it out, you dickheads. You dickheads. Um, well, I watched this film the other day, actually, and it immediately sort of went a little bit high on my list of things that I've watched this year, mostly because I can remember it, um, the advent calendar. So oh, this... I thought you were just going to talk about an advent calendar you got, like a <laughs> horror-based one. That would be cool. No, this is a, a horror film, I think it's French, uh, about an advent calendar. So this... Um... Sounds great so far. Yep. It... French advent calendar. German advent calendar as well. So In, in a French film? In a French film. Yeah. So this woman who is paraplegic, she used to be a dancer. She she had a car accident. She basically she's paraplegic. Um, her friend comes back from a trip to Germany and gifts her a advent calendar. It's this beautiful big like wooden box. Ooh, very Christmas themed. Very Christmas themed. Um, and there is a key, so you cannot just rip them open. 
Um, and oh, the key on each one. Well, there's one key to open everything, but you can't open them until that day. So if it you try to, it won't open. It won't open. So straight away, that doesn't make sense. But no. cool. Yeah. Um. So she opens the first one, and it's basically like a candy that's in there, and it's the rules are if you eat one, you eat them all. So she's got to go through all the 25 days or whatever it is leading up to Christmas. Um. But what if it's not candy in one? Do you have to eat it? Well, it's all it's all edible or it's all something. Right. So um, all these Who things. Who tells them the rules? Well, it's written on a piece of paper. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there we've just sort of find out that this advent calendar has a very sort of like demonic entity attached to it, like the itch, I think they call it, the ick. Um, so it requires sacrifices. So there are certain things that she does. So she eats the candy. She can talk to her dad who has dementia and no longer remembers her. Um, but she might have to do something to kill someone or she has an, a love interest in a guy. Who... Is she old? No, no, no. She's probably oh, like she was age. a nana for some reason. No, no, no. That would be good. A lot of elderly horror. Mostly because no one wants to see old people getting hurt. Um, but yeah, so this film, I watched it the other day. It was really good. It kept me entertained. Um, I'm very sort of up and down at the moment with how busy I've been that I can't generally focus on foreign films because I just can't read and keep up. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one's on Shudder. I highly recommend checking it out. It was, I mean, like I say, I don't really like Christmas this films. Is, this is your Christmas film. This is my Christmas film. Um, so yeah, that one was definitely a highlight of this year, mostly probably because I watched it recently. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It does sound cool, though. It's got a good idea to it. It was really good. It's like, a, it's like a, another play on a Ouija board or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, it was like, I highly recommend it. It's streaming on Shutter. Check it out. I didn't like the other day that Ouija boards were actually not part of Satanism. They were just like a game that yeah. came out, like, as in marketed, and they had Satanism or whatever adopted it, witchcraft, whatever, whoever did, adopted it into their into their fright. Yeah, I've got a book um, on the history of the Ouija board. It's really interesting. Is it just like a normal... It was just dudes taking um, advantage of people thinking that ghosts were real? Yeah. A lot of it. There's like a whole thing about it. It's very interesting. It's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. So a movie I watched this year that I thought was very 2021 is PG, Psycho Goreman. Oh, I loved Psycho Goreman. It's a, which is a horror. Yes. With the horror slash Power Rangers film, yeah, um, as the, as the, uh, the only way I can explain it, kind of thing. Like, yeah, basically, Psycho Goreman, um, he is a a, a a cosmic entity of immense power who can destroy planets and universes and yep. shit. <laughs> he gets somehow captured by equally as powerful beings, and they lock him in a a. Uh, uh, like a, a, a tomb, uh, what is it? A, uh, a coffin yep. with a puzzle on the front of it, and somehow he ends at Earth. Doesn't matter. Yep. Um, he is found by two uh, uh, a boy and a girl, a young yep. boy and a girl, kids, and they, they release him. And because they release him, they've got a gem, they can control him. And he's like, oh, and he looks like a Power Rangers bad yep. guy. Like he it's does. a rubber, you know, like um, if you just remember what Power Rangers bad guys look like, they're yep. just like. Look like a kaiju kind of thing. He's a man, like monster man. He's black. He looks like he's made of rubber. You know, it's glorious. Um, and he's like, I will destroy your worlds and all this shit. And they're like, No, nah, um, you can't. Yeah, because I said so. Stand on one leg. You know, 
And uh, that he has to kind of look after them and that. And yeah. like all these omni, omni fucking ridiculous beings come down because they hear he's out and shit to like kill him and whatever. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. It is heavy violence. Oh, yes. This the film stuff he does to the first people heavily. he meets. Yes. And he can like do anything to you. Yeah. Like he has like mind powers. He can like. One of the main character kids gets turned into a gigantic. Brain with eyeballs and never gets turned back. No, there's like this scene of him just sitting at the kitchen table as this giant brain, and his parents don't seem to really mind too much. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucking funny. It's yeah. it's comedy. It's poking fun at those nineties Power Rangers thing. Yeah, the fight in the forest that he has with all the fucking yeah, all the, the beings, all the all the all the aliens and shit. Yeah, oh, it's just great. And the two main character kids and the dad and the mum. They have this weird, like, gets quite serious sometimes, like they're yeah. like with their family issues and stuff. And the uh, the main girl character is very hateable at the start. Oh, she's like, she's I, like the most ultimate spoiled. I loved her character, but she is, yeah, the ultimate spoiled fucking brat. Have we done an episode of this? We haven't because it came out so like well, it came out this year. So I feel that twenty twenty two. If you've not watched. PG by then, like, fuck you. And it's called PG, like, Parental Guidance. Yeah. Like, as in, like, the PG film, and it's clearly not. No. But it's um, it's a massive homage to that shit. I, I thought they did really good. Um, look, I tried to show it to my friends, and they just fucking tapped out halfway through it. They're, They're like, wrong. fucking shit. They didn't even get to that fight bit. But, yeah, it, it's funny. Does that have swearing in it? There's a bunch of swearing. There's a bunch of gore. Even, like, the, like, the little homages here and there. So, like, the scene where they kind of dress him up as a person. And it's, like, Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> with his, with his kerchief and his hat. Such a great film. And even the bit where... The, the hunky boys. The hunky yeah, yeah. Boys, they bring him like, a magazine. Like, because he's, he's like, bored. I don't like hunky boys. Or do I? Or do I? Yeah, so he turns into an LGBT like like, yeah, so character. He's, like he's now the queer character. We're okay with that. We're okay with that. I do not like honky boys. Or do, or do I? That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Anyhow, Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Um, look it up. It's definitely a fucking under the radar. Like I didn't. I've, apart from me and you, I have not known one person to ever talk to me about it. Really, I made Will watch it. Oh really? Because I like I loved it so much. I bought it on Blu-ray, and uh, Will had he was very excited. He, like I told him all about. It. He wanted to watch it, so I lent him my. Did Blu-ray. he hate it? No, he thought it was great. Oh right. I can't remember if he watched it. Will with is his her mom. boss. Yes. Yeah. So I can't remember if uh, he watched it with his mum or not. But yeah. You don't watch it with your parents. No, nah, it's fine. Um, or do you? Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> So I've watched uh, quite a little bit of TV this year. Chucky was definitely high on my list. I was it good? It was good. I haven't finished it. Did it seem um, like Chucky? It did. It, it is a slow burn. It, it does is he look different? A little bit, but I don't think you're ever really going to. So they didn't Nightmare on Elm Street him? No, no, no. So this is all canon. So this is all oh. the original, like, Brad Dourif's back, Jennifer Tilly's back. So it kind of means that every Chucky film As that. the doll lady? Well, she's not the doll lady at the moment because if you remember in Seed of Chucky, she went into the body of Jennifer Tilly. So she's... Did she? I thought she came out of that. She's... Tiffany. Tiff as Jennifer Tilly. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's canon. I didn't know that. It's canon. 
So um, it's just a Chucky TV show. Like, yeah, yeah, nice. So it's really, it is a bit of a slow burn. Um, the main boy. Is there just, a lot of hiding, not showing the doll at the start? We like get they a lot of hiding. Like they didn't try, play one? It's all puppeteering as well. So there's, um, I don't think there's a lot of CG effects. It's mostly all What practical. about getting a little person to run around? They in, did that. Oh, dear. They 100% have done that, yeah. Um, but it, it's been very fun so far. It's, it is amusing. It is, it is strange. It is violent. It is everything you want. The main kid, I kind of don't like, he looks like he just is always smelling his own farts. Oh. He's just walks around like the whole time with this like stank face. Oh, right. It's not great. But anyway, um, that's not what you were going to talk about. That's not what I was going to talk about. No. So this. This show came out uh, a couple of weeks back. It's coming out week by week. It's on Paramount Plus or I think Amazon. Yellow Jackets. I am obsessed. That's a fish. It is a, it is a fish. It's also a wasp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, leather jacket I'm thinking of. Oh, sure. Um, I have become quite obsessed with this show. So the best way I can sum this show up, it's a queer, cannibalistic Lord of the Flies with girls. Why is it called Yellow Jacket? Because they are a soccer team. Um, called the Yellow Jackets. The soccer team's called the Yellow Jackets. Do they crash on an island? They 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 do have a plane crash. We're not sure exactly where they crash. So they're going to play in the Nationals. Sounds like that video game, The Forest. A little bit, yes. Um, well, it's very Dungeons and Daddies because they end up in another plane of existence. Oh, nice. And um, they're a soccer team. Well, so yeah. Yeah. Weird. Oh. Um, they're not in another plane. They're probably just in America somewhere. Um, but it's basically sort of set in 1993 or four, whenever they've gone to this game. And it's also set now. So we get to see what happened. What they're like, like 25 years in the future. That's like Die, that comic. Yeah. Uh, in the Die is in a dice where they're playing a D&D game and then they get sucked into it and then get out. Like Jum- what are they called? Goth Jumanji. Goth Jumanji. And it's set like in the, in the thing and... After they've gotten out and yep. how it affected them and stuff. Okay. Well, this this story is... I've become like slightly obsessed and I hate that it's week by week, but it's also great that it's week by no, week. No, I'm freaked out with this. You know, like the, the, the binge culture we got at the moment where they bring out a whole season. I just see that as shooting themselves in the foot because people just watch it. Yep. And then talk about it for like a while and then forget about it. Yeah. Where like the the Game of Thrones was so talked about because it was a weekly thing. It lasted so long. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think the the bring out the whole season is like a massive shoot in the foot to the creators. Because like you can come and go. doesn't matter how good you are. So the next thing is going to come and just wipe you off the map or wipe you off the minds of people. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I think there's been so many shows that we've watched this year, but I couldn't tell you about any of them. And then there's other shows. So I think Midnight Mass is the one on Netflix that everyone was going crazy for. Um, Mike Flanagan, I think it's Dude, Mike fucking Flanagan. this year. Final Space, fucking sick. Centaur World, Final Space. They're all these cartoons. I started watching that. Have yeah. you watched it? I started watching it. I'm like five episodes in. How it's, it's so, so good, it get, and it keeps getting better. Mm. Like I was like emotionally invested by the end of it. Oh really? In the stupidest cartoon. <laughs> it's so. It does. It, look, it, it looks so stupid. It's right at the start, and it's exactly the legend of Cora. Yeah. And then the main character becomes the horse, <laughs> and she's not in it anymore. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But yeah, no, you, you are right. The binge culture, you just, you watch it, you forget it, you move on to the next thing. And you also, because it's so, you watch it so quick, if it's a yearly season, you've forgotten. Yeah. Because you're watching it all in two weeks, you're not spreading it out over six months. Yeah. So I often just, um, I come into these new seasons, and I mean, they do catch uppers, 
But I'm still like, it's you're lucky I'm back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think you're lucky stars I came back because I can't remember why I liked you the first time around. It's fair. Like, I got maybe four or five episodes into the Midnight Mass series that everyone's talking about. And, I like, I really enjoyed it. But because I'd watched... It was all available to me at one go. I sat down and attempted to watch it all. And when you're watching something and that's pretty heavy, is very dialogue heavy, you kind of, you tap out. I'm not saying it was bad in any way. It was really well done. I really liked to finish it. But it was just one of those shows that because it was all there, I made the mistake of like tapping out. Power fucking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Yellow Jackets is absolutely amazing. Um we are sort of... Is it horror? It Look, it's going to be. like they. There's no way it can't be, you mean? No. The, we're going into this weird... Are they going to smash Pigsy? Supernatural Are they going to kill Pigsy, aren't they? People are going to die. People have died. Piggy? Pigsy? Um, so there's like Christina Ricci in it. Hmm? Christina Ricci. Um, Juliette Lewis and Melanie Linsky. Oh, that's, some, that's, some, that's some lady names. There's some lady names and they all have fantastic performances. So we get to see Wait, them... Wait, are they on the soccer team? Yeah. Of the adult soccer team. No, it's a kid. So we're going between nine, the 90s. Oh, they're the when older versions. They're the older versions. Right. Um, and it's just sort of how these group of girls are interacting with this circumstance that they've come into. Um, and we're just sort of getting from like A to B at the moment. But I haven't had a show where I've become so intently invested in it, in like the theories, because there's a huge mystery that's happening now in present day with them. Oh dear. Um, and I'm just becoming a little bit obsessed. I'm at the point where I'm like, I think I need to go on Reddit and like do a forum. And Liz is like, you don't want to do that. I'm yeah, like, you don't want to okay, do that. Okay. I don't want to Somebody do that. Somebody would There'll be a subreddit for it. Or yeah. I just need people I know to watch it so I that only, I can talk about it. I never use Reddit like for one thing and that's the, like, the Adelaide forum. Sure. Well, if anything's happening, you know when you're like you're in Rundle Mall and there's a weird thing happening. Like, remember that man on the roof mm-hmm. that time? And I, what's going on? Adelaide subreddit, and it just said it straight away. Yeah. Like anything that's happening in Adelaide that's worth talking about is on the yeah. Adelaide subreddit, and you find out straight away what's going on. That's how I found out. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Do you know what I saw this year? What? A Quiet Place Two. Yeah. Now this isn't this isn't my this list isn't my favorite things of this year. Mm-hmm. This so the, I just wanted to talk about a quiet place too for a while. Um, I may spoil some things in this. I'm not gonna try. I mean, like, the problem with the quiet place too is there's nothing to spoil. Right. Everything that happened in the quiet place one happens in the first one. You know, it happens in it has happened. Everything that happens in the quiet place two, sorry, have, has happened in the first one. There's nothing new in this film. People loved this film. Over on Millennial Movie Talk, um, they uh, one of them it was his film of the year. Oh wow! I watched it with him, and it it's a good looking film. It's acted well, except straight away I got a weird vibe about it. I, I was just like, <sighs> so it's it's a prequel. Yep. And it's a prequel, and then no, no, it it the start starts before the first film, and then it then it starts the moment the second film ends kind of thing, yeah. like the very moment. Sure. So we get a bit of a vibe of like, the mo- if you haven't seen, there's monsters <laughs> and they can't you with sound. You can't make any sound. Yeah. And there's a, yeah. So the, the things that I didn't get about this, this film is a, in, in the bit where they're showing the monsters coming down the first time they're on a media, there's like the town, the monsters like burst out, like real violent, really cool. It's a really good scene. It's daytime. I love a daytime horror. Oh, I yeah. love a daytime monster movie. Yeah. Like, you know, the host and shit like that. Um, you know, you can see every all the monsters. Mm. It's all about the monsters. 
so straight away, these people start running away from these monsters. Like these, they've never seen them before. It's a sudden attack. They've come out on the media. They're suddenly everywhere. Meteor. They all know instantly that they can't make any sound. Right. Instantly. They're like in a, they all run into a shop and they're like, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, how do they know that? Well, I guess never... if you're being hunted by anything, the first thing you do is hide and don't make a sound. Yeah, but this is like they know. Yeah, okay. And I was like, no, I can let that go. And then there's like, they just don't consistently uh, kind of do the sound thing to the the level it needs to be. Like sometimes like, you know, one drop of a fucking leaf can bring the monsters. And other times they're just like making heaps of noise. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not consistent. And then there's a scene which uh, where there's a there's a deaf girl. Yes. She's from the first one. Her and her brother speak in sign language to each other. They have a scene where they like meet up away from the main group and they lock themselves in this airtight room and it's like, oh, so no one can hear them what they're gonna say, because they're gonna they're gonna do a plan and leave the group and you know, on their own, they're gonna go rogue. And they lock themselves in this airtight room so no one can hear them. And then they use sign language. And I just said when I was watching it, why did they have to leave? They could have just done some... You don't get woken up from sign language. No, you don't. And uh, my mate was like watching and goes, oh, I wish you hadn't said that. Because like, it ruins the whole scene. Uh, and there was a couple of bits like that where to me as a massive horror watcher, I yep. obviously just saw massive plot holes. Sure. And I was just like... That ruins it for me. Yep. I can't get on board. And all it was was just it. where the first one had all these ideas and you were like, whoa, how would I get out of this situation? How would this work? How would you survive that? And this one was just running away from monsters and shooting them with shotguns. Yeah. It was just Resident Evil, basically. Sure. And I was kind of like, but people loved it. I haven't watched it people yet. People fucking loved it. And yeah, I well, I've like, heard nothing but good things about it. But you watch it. I, I'm surprised you haven't watched it. It's a fucking sick. It's great though. The monsters look great. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It, like, it's a good, cool monster film. It just doesn't hold up to the standard of the first one. Yeah. Well, the first my... one had a really high fucking standard. Like it was really good. The only thing I didn't like about the first one is like, I feel that that monster would have heard her giving birth. <laughs> there were bits yeah. like you know where they had to, they couldn't even walk on the squeaking of floorboards or yeah. whatever, but you could give birth in another room. I feel just the sound of birth, the baby coming out of your vag and slopping into the tub (laughs) would have been enough. The baby's heart, like they had like, you know, babies cry. Yes. When they're born. Maybe this baby didn't. Maybe it was a quiet baby. Yeah. Maybe it went, oh, fuck, there's no noise here. I better be quiet. Yeah. Oh, shh, shh. Super baby. Shh. (laughs) Anyhow. (laughs) Um, Also, I play Back for Blood. Yes, I still need to play Back for Blood. There's a bunch of cool, there's a whole bunch of, this whole genre of gaming, you know, the four four players, and, that, and then there's the four on one, which yep. is all the horror ones, like, um, what's that one called, the the, the main one, the, 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 oh my God, it's the horror one where you can play. Dead what, by Daylight? Dead by Daylight, yeah. yeah. Whole bunch of those kind of vibes. Like they did like, you know, the uh, the Friday the 13th one, which was fucking sick. We've had a great game in that. The uh, Predators one. We're getting a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one next the, year. The Texas. And they're all horror ones, have yeah. you noticed? Like, and so they've noticed that like there's this whole thing. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre one could work real good. Eh? I think it will. And I'm really pissed off because I'm selfish and I can't play online gaming with other people because I'm shit at games. You know you can like organize a, a, an online game with like me and that and no one cared 
if 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 all five of you are in the game, like when we did the Friday the Thirteenth one, that was funny and yeah. cool. That was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that bit where. Oh, man, that was funny. Remember when that, that whole thing about getting in the car and then yep. he, Engels got locked out of the car and we drove <laughs> off from him? <laughs> and he worked so hard to get the car running uh, and then he just died. It, Engels, suck it. But, yeah, um, yeah, the Back for Blood, you know, it's basically Left for Dead just without the polish. <laughs> like, Left for Dead 2, unrate the, the violent one that came out is still fucking, as a horror person, that is fucking sick. <laughs> like, you know, fucking... Tactical, animated, uh, you know, uh, ragdoll intestines dragging behind monsters, you know, uh, zombies that you shot out. Yeah. And shit like that. Like, that's Left 4 Dead too. And then like, Back for Blood, you know, yeah, cool. Not much violence. Like, yeah, okay. It was cool, but not cool enough. Especially when Doom Eternal introduces to this, like, crazy damage system on, like, you know, like, gore. I actually think that, I mean, I love Doom Eternal. Yeah. But I want a game that's got that damage system that I'm, I can see it a bit better. Like, and Doom, they fucking disappearing bodies. What are you doing, you dickheads? Yeah, I know, you, I know you're very like. I want to I wanna be there. I want to be, you know, knee deep in my enemies at the end <laughs> of gore. But I yeah, love yeah. That. Fucking hell. So well, that's your tops. That's kind of my tops kind of thing. Um, and I played Doom. Yep. Uh, on Game Pass, Doom 1 and Doom 2, OG, they came up. I played them through without cheating. All, um, not on the hardest setting, but on a pretty hard setting. And, yeah, I, I've never done that before in my life. Because as yep. a kid, when I grew up playing Doom, as soon as we got the cheat codes, yeah. IDKFA and shit yep. like that, I was just into it, you know, God mode, all weapons mode and stuff like that. Um, but what about, it's Christmas. Yes. What is doesn't have to be horror. Your favourite Christmas film. Okay. Or films. Like, you know those cheeky idiots that you watch every year? So I've got one because, I, like I say, and I've said it Christmas. so many times, I'm not a Christmas person. This film, uh, Christmas Story. So it was like 1983 film and it's basically a film about this kid. Um, I can't even remember his name right now. Ralphie. So it's set in the 1950s. All he wants for Christmas is a Red Rider BB gun. And so his whole kind of like leading up to Christmas, it's all about how he's going to convince his mum, his teacher, Santa, that he should get this Red Rider BB gun. Nice. And it's going to be really cool. Um, it, it, like, it's just one of those films that I had on VHS yeah, as a kid. Yes. Like, don't even remember like why or where. But it, so it was something that we watched quite frequently. Beautiful. And I'd watch it. I love this. Not even at Christmas. It was just, let's watch this film now. Um, and oh, just, really? You watched it not at Christmas time? Yeah. No, so it was just like one of those films, um, you know, there's like we've got this really cool scene where the kid, you know, the, he's he's double dog daring and triple dog daring to stick <laughs> his tongue to a frozen pole to see what's going to happen. This kid gets stuck there. This is like shenan- like kid shenanigans. Aww. Um, it's so that's like the only Christmas film I really like and will watch consistently. And I watched that eight-bit Christmas film the other day because you recommended it. Did you it. like it? I liked it, but it's it was not... basically a Christmas story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When I was thinking, I actually thought about that. Yeah. I oh yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I really like that film, Eight Bit Christmas. Brand new, MPH, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, set in the eighties, he's telling a story of how he got his first NES, yeah, a Nintendo Entertainment System. I just liked that it wasn't too cringy. 
Yeah. Like, it was just a good film. I felt great at the end. It was so nice at the end that I was just like, oh. Yeah, it <laughs> like, was like, oh, that's an emotion. Yeah. That I, I didn't I had, really I had, think I, had I was going to have right now. Genuine emotion watching the film. And it, was, it had the Nintendo jokes in it, and well, but they weren't like cheesy Nintendo jokes. They were like the what, things that did happen. The idea that, like, you know, the power glove came out and how important it was. And then when they got it, it just doesn't, this fucking doesn't work. Yeah. It's shit. And they had great characters. The rich kid who has fucking oh, tantrums. Like, this kid. You know, the, the fat kid that lies all the time. Like, it had, <laughs> you know, and it was just this adventure of yeah. these kids of how they want trying to get this in. Uh, Ness, and it doesn't even end, you know, I'm not going to say the end, but like, this has a good ending. Like, yeah. I was just like, this is this is good. Yeah. Like, like it was such a, um, like, it was an out of the blue ending Yeah. for me. And I was like, oh. So if you are listening to this before Christmas, which you're not, nah. yeah, next year, get on to it. Um, my, my other ones, though, I do have a bunch. I, I don't do the stereotypical ones. Everyone loves Die Hard. Yes. Everyone fucking loves Gremlins. Yes. Everyone fucking loves uh, Home Alone. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Like, all these films, like, you know, they're set at Christmas. But I have my, like, my, my close to my heart. Number one is The Night Before. The Seth fucking Rogen drug-fueled <laughs> movie. I don't know why I love this film. I just think it's because they're su- they're such bros. Yeah, I just love the friendship in it of how close these dudes are. And I know they're starting to split apart and stuff like that. And there's also the scenes of like the drug use. Yeah, the bit where fucking and like his wife, like Seth Rogen's wife, gives them all the drugs yeah. and goes, "Here's your Christmas <laughs> present." And it's this beautiful understanding of how good their relationship must be. Yeah, and I love it. And she's a great comedian oh, as yeah. well. It's Gillian Bell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, they take, and they keep the drugs, they keep taking too much of them. And to counteract it, they take a different drug each time. And you're always like, oh, stop. That's not what you do. Stop. And like, yeah, the scene where he has to go to like midnight mass and Seth Rogen's like sweating and like, and he's looking at, and he sees Jesus on the cross. He's like, he knows, he knows. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. And like, I know people hate this film. Yeah. They've got the Christmas sweaters that they wear. And I just loved it. It just really rang true to me. Like, but I loved Loved like this is the end. Yeah, um, which is their films, and I know like, and I think it's just that I like it comes on. I love Kevin Smith films. I love what the creating this little like microcosm of these characters that you can relate to because they're doing things like you. It, it seems so realistic that you get to live someone else's life and be someone else for about an hour and a half. Yeah, and I think that's what people always you know always people always cry, crave. Difference, you know, like, like, and and the the, the most I'm going to say is, you remember being John Malkovich? Yeah. How people just wanted to be him for an hour, and it's not that he was doing anything amazing. It was just that it was something else. It wasn't your life. Yeah. And I get those romanticizing thoughts all the time. But I see people like weirdly enough, sometimes I drive past like a workplace. You know, you can see like a factory, and it's open sometimes. It might be like a hot factory, and you see someone working a machine, and you're like, I wonder what it's like to be them. And you kind of weirdly for a second. Wish you could be them for a day, yeah. just to feel what. How is their life different to yours? Mm. Fuck, I went on a tangent. I man. love a tangent, <laughs> but I love a tangent. But yeah, the night before, um, I fucking love that film. Um, I love Gremlins. Um, what was my other one? I had three. I can't remember the other one. Oh, um, the Christmas Chronicle from a couple of years back. Uh, Netflix, I think it was. They've actually done the Christmas Chronicle too, which wasn't as good. But um, so this is you know the story of a kid who's 
and his sister and a brother, I think. I haven't watched it for a couple of years. I usually watch it every year and I'm about to watch it yeah. this year. And Kurt Russell plays Father Christmases and Goldie Horn plays Mrs. Claus. I love his, that. His real wife. His real wife. Um and it's just a great he's a, a great Santa. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care if you see him. And he, when you meet him in this, you shit just is nice. Like you become happier and shit. Yep. He gets put in jail and he's like, everything's going to be fine. I'll get out of this. And because everything always works out. Because he's Father fucking Christmas. Yeah. He can get out of anything. And it's just about this kid like he fucks up, you know, Santa shit and he's trying to help re-help them and that. And the, it's about him like not believing in Santa and the girl fully. And it's just, you know, it's got this adorable, really feel-good, happy, friendly ending. And just... He's just a great father critic. And he can break into song and people just have to sing and dance and shit. Oh, I like that. His father, and it's fucking Kurt Russell with a real beard as well. Oh, yeah. Like, no, with I a suspect real it would have been Kurt Russell's real Big Kurt beard. Russell, white beard. And it's just a great Christmas film. Like, get into it, you, dir- you, you dirkies. You dirkies. You dirty turkeys. You Christmas turkeys. You Christmas turkeys, mate. Get all over them. <laughs> I fucking hate turkey. I know. We were talking about that just before. I don't understand. I do understand why you don't like turkey, but... Oh, I'm excited. I've bought my turkey and I've bought the bigger one. So I, I am going to gorge myself. The bigger turkey. one. Yeah. You just get imported? Yeah. Are you going to like pardon it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, pardon turkey. You're going in my belly now. Yeah, yeah. I am going to have a food coma from turkey. I will have a food coma on the $100 ham my wife <laughs> bought this year. You get that joke? Ham. Ham. 30 Rock. <laughs> the lady get what is it? She gets like a job... Uh, promoting ham because you can say ham really well. Ham. <laughs> I can't remember. It was oh, it was Tracy Jordan's wife, wasn't it? Yeah, I reckon it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, well, I'm... look, I think that's about to do it. I'm sorry, I went on a Christmas tangent. No, I, I love fucking a love Christmas, Christmas tangent. Sorry, you I, hate it. I love I, it. Yeah, no, I fucking I hate Christmas. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, I just want to thank everyone for listening to us for the whole year and like, we've grown a lot and I love that. And next year we'll come back bigger and better than ever. Oh, so big. We're going to be like the blob. Yeah. Yeah. But before we sign off, I just want to shout out to everyone that's interacted with us. Uh, everyone who's helping us grow people like Adam Gillespie, Dave Wetsuit Watson, you know, what's up, uh, Patrick Roberts, Brandon Elliott Summers, Nethernoose, Kevin Patterson, Sarah Sullivan, Dion Crackpipe Cracknell, and of course, (laughs) my mum. And my mum as and well. And your mum. My mum has to sit and watch all the films. I love she, that. She, like, at the end of uh, last week's fucking Jack Frost, she just looked at me and went, that was rubbish. <laughs> like, she just said it was rubbish. She goes, you can quote me on your podcast that that was rubbish. Oh, I'll put that in the like the little promo pic that I do. Be like, that's well, rubbish. Well, she'll like that. Dan's mum. Well, she likes everything we do. Oh, uh, so does my mum. Never <laughs> listens to it, but she likes it. So, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I'm doing the... You're doing uh, the closeout. I'm doing the closeout. You've been listening to Cherubision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast, with me, Dan, and her, Jennifer. We are available on all my major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But listen to us on our podcasting services because the analytics are better for us. And, yeah. And everyone knows that YouTube is so skewed with their like, you know, you've got 10,000 views that have all watched for one millisecond. Yep. Um... No matter where you choose to consume us, though, please make sure you hit the like button or the subscribe button, but mostly the subscribe button on our podcast because I want to push the podcast. Uh, leave a comment, write a review, share with your friends, you know, 
Get on Facebook, chat with us online. We love all that shit. You can interact with us on Facebook and on Instagram. Do you think we should get a TikTok? No. Yeah, I've had a TikTok for years. I got into TikTok before I think TikTok was even invented. The day it came out and I never used it. I No. Doesn't matter. Anyhow, and we've also got it like, and you can search us on like, on Instagram at at TerravisionPod. That's what. Or I think you write Terravision Horror Podcast and it comes yeah, up. Yeah, it well. comes up still. Just search that on the internet and find us. We have an email if you want to send us an email, TerravisionPod at gmail.com. Hmm. And remember, kids, uh, be kind, rewind. It's Christmas! Wicked! Oh, it was! <laughs> 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 <laughs>